Hey everyone, we're back another week. It's episode 86 of the District 3 podcast, live from the historic Springdale Civic Center. This is Irvin. Hey, Manny. Hey, hey what's up? <laughs> uh, I, I've never heard you call it historic, so that's, you know, I think that's accurate. Man, the, the celebrities that have came to this place? Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, like, it's it's very well known in, in Springdale, right? All, uh, everybody that's uh, ever gone to a violin knows what, what the Civic is, but all the concerts, yeah, man. It's now like, you can vote here? Yeah, what, right? what can't you do? Yeah, you pretty much do everything. There's wrestling. Wrestling comes here too. I would say that's pretty historic. You know, you know? yeah, de- definitely like a, a cultural institution. It, I started calling it that the last episode that we did. The yeah, historic, <laughs> like live the, from the, the, the historic St. James. Fun, like the historic because we had yeah. we had Monique Jones that's who right. actually does work at the uh, at the historic St. James, and I made sure to mention. Oh, mention and historic. she'll correct you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I was around her once, and somebody called it the St. James Baptist Church. She said historic St. James Baptist. So, yeah. Shout out Monique. Shout out to Monique. For all the yeah. great work she's doing. And what have you been up to, Manny? Uh, just a whole lot of reading and uh, preparing, working, got, getting my shot. I got my vaccine Ooh, on Monday. I feel very great about it. Um, everybody at work is has at least has access to it now. Um, you know, we're... I'm not 100% sure if everybody's going to get it. You know, there's still people yeah. that are, you know, they, you it's it. their decision. The thing is they have access to it. I feel really great about that. So Any after effects? Uh, my arm was a little sore. It was like I worked out, like I did some biceps, uh-huh. you know. It was like I had my left arm was sore because I had worked it out, and then the right arm just had to catch up. I think it's an <laughs> equilibrium thing, you know. Do you know which one you got, which vaccine? Uh, Moderna. Yeah, okay. so it's it's gonna be a double. That's what I told her. I said make it a double. <laughs> no, because I know that the uh, Johnson and Johnson one, that one's just like a one, right? A one time. I think thing. that's a double as well. Oh, no, that is a one. Yeah, that's the one yeah. my mom got, and she was asking like when she was gonna go back to get the other one, and I was like, "Mom, you're done. You don't gotta worry about it." And all yeah. she had was that sore, the sore arm too. Luckily, she didn't get sick or anything. Yeah, yeah, I didn't feel groggy. I didn't feel anything like that. We'll see. I had a guy at a Walgreens. Uh, I went by Walgreens later that day. I was buying stuff and. Uh, he was just like, how's your day going? I was like, yeah, it's great. I just got my shot. I don't feel bad at all. He was like, wait till the second one. You might feel a little groggy. But either way, man, that's that's a great. Hey, it's better to be sick for one day than to be sick longer than that. I'll take right? that all day for and sure. And to like, have that risk of giving it to someone else, I think it's kind of. I mean, just protecting others, protecting my family, um, protecting everybody at work. It feels good. And I think yeah. the the last time we were here together, I mean, that was before my birthday, right? Yeah. Because we we, were, we met up a little, a few friends for my birthday, and we played some some game that was about like knowing, uh, it's like who knows the most movies based yeah. on a certain like a certain word or theme. That game was so hard. It's a, it's a difficult game, especially if you don't know like the old school movies. You got to have all all your especially knowledge. Especially if you've been drinking cider too. On, it makes it on, more, yeah, that's right. It makes it hey, more difficult. but you were look shout out to everybody that was there. Irvin had some really nice words for everybody. He made everybody tear up. Um, in, in, in classic Irvin Camacho fashion, very inspirational. Um, and none of it had to do with the libations that were in our system. That's what I, that's what I was telling people. (laughs) Hey, you made it very clear. I told people. This is from the heart and it has nothing to do with the alcohol. I was like, no, I'm just, this is, this is something I want to say before, you know, people start drinking, like just to be, to be completely honest. And it was genuine. Because I'm grateful for everyone in my life and I just want to make sure that we tell people you know before like people usually wait to like the funeral and stuff yeah to talk to say why you love the certain nah, person this, it's like no nah, i want to tell you this before. birthday this is a celebration and you, you did it right How, what else what have you been doing i've just been helping out with fight forward yeah. uh, just helping register people to vote uh, we haven't gone to to actually 
full force and go to plan and start um, doing what we need to do in regards to registering, but just planning out, strategizing with community members and just getting more people involved in the movement. So I've, that's where I've invested a lot of my energy and also just trying to finally get into our new house, man. It's been like, it's been a month. Yeah. And since we were supposed to actually already, we're getting close to actually supposed to get the house, but now we have to wait a few more days. So the process is going a little bit longer. Yeah. But it's a blessing, you know, to be able to just get a house in general. So we're very patient. Um, but we're happy with our guest that we have here today. And we're going to take a quick little break. The song I'm going to play today, Manny, if for those that watched Hey Arnold back in the in the late 90s, early 2000s, <laughs> there was this one episode when Mr. Wynn, who is the neighbor of Hey Arnold, actually beca- becomes a country music star and he performs in front of a big audience this song. And I think people will remember this song after it plays. So let's play uh, Randy Travis, uh, The Simple Things. And we'll be right back with our guest. You can offer me a diamond-plated pearl You can send me all the riches in the world You can tempt me with the palaces of kings I'd give them back in a big old sack and keep the simple things I've got the simple things I've got the rain and spring Got spicy chicken wings And french fried onion rings you can line me up a mile of limousine For me it don't add up to a hill of beans I got no hankering for grabbing your brass ring It's crystal clear I'll stay right here and keep the simple things I've got the summer breeze Got 16 candles, A two-speed window fan When it's 93 degrees so forgive me for not grabbing your brass ring It's crystal clear I'll stay right here and keep the simple thing I've got the simple things, I've got the rain and spring Got spicy chicken wings and french fried onion rings You can line me up a mile of limousine For me it don't add up to a hill of beans Got no hankering for grabbing your brass ring It's crystal clear, I'll stay right here and keep the simple things I've got the summer breeze, got 16 cans of peas A two-speed window fan when it's 93 degrees So forgive me for not grabbing your brass ring It's crystal clear, I'll stay right here and keep the simple things I've got the summer breeze, got 16 cans of peas, a two-speed window fan when it's 93 degrees. So forgive me for not grabbing your brass ring. It's crystal clear, I'll stay right here and keep the simple thing. I've got the simple things, I've got the rain and spring. Got spicy chicken wings and french fried onion rings. You can line me up a mile of limousine For me it don't add up to a hill of beans I got no hankering for grabbing your brass ring It's crystal clear I'll stay right here and keep the simple things I've got the summer breeze, 
Got 16 cans of peas A two-speed window fan When it's 93 degrees So forgive me for not grabbing your brass ring It's crystal clear, I'll stay right here and keep the simple thing It's crystal clear, I'll stay right here and keep the simple thing song uh, that was the simple things by randy travis aka mr win from hey arnold if you watch that um which i love that song and uh, now with our guest uh we're very happy for our guest today i actually have a very special relationship with the school uh, which he's currently principal of he is the principal of the archer learning center and also the president of the nwa and Double ACP. I always have difficulty pronouncing that. <laughs> uh, Dr. Kobe Davis, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank Welcome. you all so much for having me. Yes. And just to kind of talk a little bit, just backstory on you, Dr. Davis. Can you talk a little bit about, like, are, are you an Arkansas native? I am not an Arkansas native. I'm actually a Mississippi boy. I grew up in Oxford, Mississippi. I'm a big Ole Miss fan. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of people around here don't always love it when I say hotty toddy, but uh but yeah, I'm definitely yeah. a Rebels fan. So So how was your how was your journey here to Arkansas? How did you end up here? Yeah, so I went to school in Middle Tennessee, a little private school called Freed Hardeman, and uh I met my wife there and uh then we relocated to Nashville, Tennessee. And uh Lived in Nashville. I taught in the public schools there and ended up working for a small university called Lipscomb University. If you watch basketball, they've had some really good basketball years. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, worked for Lipscomb. And then um, my wife got a job opportunity to move here to Northwest Arkansas for a company that supports Walmart. And, mm -hmm. um, and so we relocated here and I uh, ended up in Springdale Schools and kind of have not looked back since. I started, my first job in Springdale was out at Sonora Middle. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dr. Lyons, who was the principal there, um, she became the principal at Archer. And so she invited me to come over to Archer with her. And, okay. And so then I served as her assistant principal. And then when she moved to another district position, then I was named the principal at Archer. So. And I saw a story about that. There was some like interesting story about was it your interview at Sonora? <laughs> yes. Something about you cut your arm or something. Can you talk about that? Yes. No, it was a crazy day. So, um, Sonora, it was kind of funny. So Archer used to be located at the Layman's Building, which was right there off of Emma. And um, so Sonora was being built. It was the brand new school. It had not opened yet. And um, so they were actually doing the interviews at the Layman Building. And so it was kind of like my introduction to Archer and didn't even know it yet. But. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I get ready to go inside for my interview and I reached under my seat for something and right here, I caught my arm on the seat and it just starts gushing blood. Oh, and so interview I'm, day, right? I'm getting ready to go in for the interview <laughs> right now. And so the Dollar General's in that same parking lot. So I run over to the Dollar General, I get some stuff, I wrap it up. I think I'm fine. I go do the interview. I sit there, do the whole interview. And then when I get out of the interview, I pull off my suit jacket and my sleeve is now saturated in blood. Oh my goodness. So I end oh, up going, man. I go to the emergency room. And when I get there, the doctor's like, you drove yourself? You lost so much blood. I'm surprised you're standing. <laughs> uh, you must really want this job. We must hire yeah. you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Did it, uh, yeah, I mean, it worked out. It, it worked out. I got the job. Yeah, so. that's funny. What was that transition like going from, like, uh, that, that college mm-hmm. environment to a school district, you know, what, yeah. which it is, I mean, at, granted, Springdale is the largest school district in the state. Yeah. But, you know, what was what was that experience like? Uh, you know, it was mostly good. Um, so when I was at Lipscomb, I was teaching in the College of Ed. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my work still was helping with students who were doing student teaching. And so I was in schools a lot. I had a really great relationship with a middle school called Croft Middle School in Nashville. And so, I mean, I was there probably three three days a week. So. I had been in the schools a lot, so I was still very familiar with being in a K-12 environment. Um, it was it was different in the sense scheduling is different. You know, in college, you have office hours and you teach a few classes and then you have other activities to do. Going back to the eight to three or eight to four kind of schedule was the biggest transition. Yeah, Anything yeah. was hard. <laughs> that was the hardest thing, but, but no, it was great. I mean, the first year I was excited and I loved my time at Sonora. The second year I was like, man, I'm itching to do something different. But then the third year I was like, I was like all in it again. And so, I mean, it ended up just being exactly what I needed and I didn't know it was. And yeah. so it was a great job. So you're now at the Archer Learning Center. And yes. I was telling you before, before we started that back in 10th grade, I actually went to uh, the school back then it was it was known as ALE yeah uh, and the reason why I went was because uh, I used to like be late to school mm-hmm. a lot and some of it had to do with the fact that like I would accompany my dad to a lot of like doctor's appointments and stuff and mm-hmm. my dad was really sick back then and um, I ended up having to go there in order to pass yeah. they told me hey you have to go here in order to pass and for me without knowing what that school was about you know I, I feel like like a lot of other students, we had our own perceptions of it. Mm-hmm. But when I got there, I, I literally met some of like the best people mm-hmm. that I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of crazy because you don't. A lot of students don't think that they just think that they're going to meet folks. You know, like they're having issues and everything. And but I met some of the best people there, and I literally felt like I got like that jump start I needed in order to transition back into high school, and I transitioned back to Sprino High School. Um, and back then, we were talking a little bit before as well, the interview that, like, I think the, the teachers have completely changed. There's yeah. different teachers now. There's different uh, principals. Yeah. Uh, principal Wees was my principal back yes. then. And he's not there anymore, no, right? No, he is not. Yeah. And, uh, but you said then his son was also, like, one of our, our I, don't, I don't know if he was a teacher. He might have been, like, a, helping out with something else there. He was but, a PE teacher, I think. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. And I, I thought it was super cool because there at ALE, um, at the last hour of the day, they would allow us to go to the gym. Yeah. And I think that was so cool because we could, like, let out our stress, let out yeah. any kind of frustration that we had. So, like, the last hour, they'd, they'd call us up. They'd be like, hey, the gym's opening. If everybody wants to go to the gym and work out. And, like, that was also a very good bonding experience with people that I might not necessarily have bonded with just on a general basis. Um, how are things now? I'm not sure if you if you got to experience no, that it was, ALE. No, it was not that ALE when I came on board. So I think it was in 2012 or 2013 when our, um, it was named Archer Learning Center in honor of uh, John Archer's family. So uh, it's a, he's a community partner who's just done a whole lot for uh, youth in this area, good friends to Dr. Rollins and and so they renamed the school at that time. And so it was, it's still an ALE. ALE just means alternative learning environment. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's what the state notates all those schools as. And so Archer Learning Center is an ALE. Mm. Some people get confused on that. They think that mm. it's different or yeah. they don't know which name we are, but we're both. Um, but I mean, we are truly a high school. Uh, and it's, it's still the same in the sense that students come because of whatever challenges. Maybe they got behind in credits or they've missed a lot of school and so they need an opportunity to get back on task. And so we, um, we take students from all of the schools in Springdale, either Don Tyson, School of Innovation, Harbor High School, or Springdale. And uh, we offer four classes each day, so it feels a lot like a traditional high school. Now, mm. I'm, I'm kind of sad you brought up this whole go to the gym and play thing, because I'm <laughs> sure my students that are listening are thinking, oh, why are we not doing that anymore? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Start the gym again. Now, right? we definitely are, you know, our goal is to help them get the credits that they need to graduate. And so we don't usually do an everyday go to the gym, but um, we do try to incorporate some activities to make school fun and engaging. Because our goal is students that may not have graduated, now we help give them an opportunity to graduate. So we serve all at-risk students. Um, and I mean, you are truly a success story. I mean, sometimes students transition back to the mm -hmm. traditional high schools, but a lot of our students will stay with us until they graduate. And mm -hmm. I mean, we love having them until they graduate. So it's mm -hmm. a, I, I think Arch is a great place. I love being part of it. I love what we're able to do. Um, it's really rewarding when students are able to graduate who thought they weren't going to be able to because they got behind for some reason. So. Yeah, I, I think the program in general is just such, it's such an innovative, way to look at education that regardless of whatever extenuating circumstances you might have your 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 path you know we, we can mend it or just shape it to whatever is best for that in, individual i mean you with with the experience you have in other states do other states have similar programs like that mm -hmm. yeah so um ales are all over the country i actually serve on the national board for the um national alternative education association so I serve on that board, and so we actually work with alternative ed programs everywhere in the country. We'll have a big conference in October where people from all over, well, if we're able to have a live conference, will come and share about what they're doing with ALE. Some states are different. Some states um, focus more on behavioral components, so it's only students who've had behavioral problems. Some states only focus on um, academic components, so it's students who just got behind or failed mm -hmm. some courses. Some states have kind of a hybrid. Um, we really are, our goal is to focus on the academic components, mm -hmm. but many times a student who has academic challenges really fell behind for behavioral reasons. So mm -hmm. we have the reputation of being a behavioral school, when in all honesty, that's not who we are at all. Um, we truly are more credit recovery, so. yeah. That's what we're focused on. And you, you came, like you said, you came from Sonora. So mm -hmm. Sonora, uh, middle, is the middle school? Sonora yes. Middle uh -huh. school. Um, what are some things you've learned working in this environment, in this kind of, of, of school? Like you said, it's more of a recovery. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you one thing I learned big time when I moved to Springdale was I had not been immersed into diversity like I was here. Mm -hmm. um, so where I worked in Nashville, there was a Hispanic population. Um, or Latinx population, but there was not um, any Marshallese, mm. and it was not um, it was not the the dominant um, nationality either. So here I came to Springdale, and so when I was at Sonora, 
you know, our school was about a third white, about a third Hispanic, and about a third Marshallese. I, I had never heard of the Marshall Islands. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was just a lot of learning that that was new for me in Springdale. Transferring to the credit recovery component, this was my first time to work in a high school. Okay. And so I learned so much about working with um, later age teens and yeah. just kind of how you support them and, uh, and what's important to them. And so that's been a big learning thing for me too. But then I love being a part of an ALE because we have some flexibilities to help people. Whereas a traditional high school, they can help people obviously, but we have some flexibility to help once a student's kind of in a crunch. So mm -hmm. we get lots of students who are in their senior year they have more than a year worth of credits, and we can create a plan to help them graduate that year still. So, now, it's, you brought up the the demographics of Sonora. What do you know off the top of your head? The demographics of the ALE program or the Archer Learning Center? Yeah, so um, we're probably about uh, uh, forty to fifty percent Hispanic, and about forty thirty to forty percent Marshallese, and then the rest uh, wider Caucasian. So then the Marshallese population um, has grown then in the Springdale elite because back when I was there, there I don't think there was any. No, we have a really large Marshallese population at at Archer. Um, we have very few African American students, um, just like a handful, three or four maybe. So, and is there is there any kind of like language barrier uh, with the Marshallese population in in uh, um, Archer? You know, no, most of our students are English speaking. Um, there is an occasional student that we'll get that um, uh, is very low level English mm -hmm. speaker. And, um, and we have some really great resources through our ESL department in the district and they're able to support us. Um, they are doing some really great work. Carrie Braddow and her team um, just helping design curriculum to help students who are behind who do not speak the language because I mean that's our goal is that everyone leaves school a fluent sp English speaker mm -hmm. so we offer some courses if a student is not um, there's a test that we take each year called the ELPA the ELPA test is just a check on that proficiency level mm -hmm. if a student is not um, proficient then they can take a course called ELD English language development and um, that course can help just with basic reading and speaking and listening skills uh, there might be one or two more areas I'm leaving out, but those three for sure. And, uh, hmm. and Is it's there just, still a GED program there? So we do not offer a GED through Archer. Um, the GED is actually offered through our community colleges. Okay. So most people in Northwest Arkansas would go to NWTI okay. to work on the GED there. Okay. And so, are you going to say something? No, I was just going to say Dr. Rollins is at NWTI now. Yeah, so, well, you is know, just Shout out to him. He's, he's the new uh, uh, director there. Um, left the Spring, Springdale superintendent to mm -hmm. go run the NWTI, and it's because the schools are so integrated. Wow. No, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So how has the pandemic affected uh, the school year at Archer? You know, it has affected us quite a bit. We're the largest we've ever been. Um, so we have almost 600 students right wow. now at Archer. Wow. Um, that's not 600-day students. We have about 250 uh, 250-ish day students and then about 350 virtual students. Okay. And so those virtual students, um, they're students who had lots of credit recovery is the reason why they would attend our virtual program versus the Don Tyson School of Innovation virtual. But So that's that has definitely impacted us. Um, the blended models have impacted us a lot too because um, 
And I mean, if any parents are listening out there, blended does not mean on the off days don't work. Students are supposed to work on those days. Yes. So and that's been a real struggle, I think, for us that, you know, kids will do a three day model. They think that means that on Tuesday, Thursday, when they don't come to school, they don't have to work. And so mm-hmm. we have uh, we've struggled with that. And so um, and that's that's been an issue across the country. If you yeah. look at what's happening, trends in education, I mean, we definitely not being with the students has been a challenge. And so. Alternative students need to be at school. Students who've gotten behind, they need to be at school. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, do, do you have that same issue with the with the with just the virtual students, the, the non-blended ones? Meaning that they're not working? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <it> yes. <laughs> okay. So even virtual students are at home not working. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we have some requirements to be in our program. You have to work a minimum of 10 hours a week, which mm-hmm. that sounds very little. But if you work a minimum of 10 hours a week, that is enough to gain enough credits to make it through a traditional class. And so 10, 10 very focused hours a week, not just 10 hours. And so if you even look at the regular school day, how much time is really focused, it, it pans pretty closely. Because um, I mean, with transitions and restroom breaks and yeah. passing out papers and stuff, a lot of time is lost there. But it's so difficult to focus when you're at home. Yeah. Even for me, when I'm working at home, like, it's tough for me to focus. There's too many temptations, you know? There's yeah. there's food, there's TV, there's a lot of things that can distract you, but you really got to focus in order to, like, reach your goals. Oh, man, I've, I've got online university courses, and I'm, oh. I'm still, like, uh, it, it, was, it was so different from the in-person ones, but... Yeah, you just got to sit down, turn everything <laughs> off, man, put your phone on, do not disturb, and just... Get just, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, speaking of changes, though, y'all are also moving into a different building. I mean, how has that transition been, you know? I, yeah, uh, to the some, old youth center, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. it is the old youth center. We moved there last school year, so we're now... But nobody really finish. got to be there, right? Well, last year we were there until March. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, and it was great. Um, it was definitely right when we're figuring out the transitions, then we closed schools. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's open concept. Um, so that's something that's very different. There's not a classroom in our building that's just one class. Every build room is shared by multiple classes. So when you walk in, uh, you're interacting with other people. Um, our district did a beautiful job renovating that space. Um, anytime you can, come by and see it. We love to have people come by. Um it really is phenomenal. Um, yeah. And so we've loved being in the new space. Um, one major thing that's been great about the new space is we have a basketball gym. Yeah. Which we did not have in our old space. <laughs> and so this is nice. It's nice to have that gym. Um, yeah. We don't go every day, but but we yeah. do definitely use that gym a lot. And it's. That's it's, what I thought whenever y'all were moving. I was like, so cool. They're going to have indoor the gym. soccer every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like the stuff that Irvin was saying about going to the gym every now and then. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be even better. Your students yeah. are going to bring it up now. They're going to be. No, like, no. Guys. Hopefully none of them are listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. So y'all have moved, and that's a good spot because I mean, there's like a lot of fast food restaurants pretty close by. Yeah, that's uh, not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> students are always trying to go to those fast food yeah, restaurants. Maybe good for the teachers. But it is great that we're really close to Springdale High. We're a little mm-hmm. bit more centrally located. I feel like it is a great space. We have enjoyed the transition by far. Being right there on the park, being right there off of 71 Business, it's, it's a very good space for us. Have you all taken over the whole building? Yep. The entire That's a building. lot of space. Yeah. yeah, you need to come by and see it. I mean, it's a... Uh, definitely do. Yeah. When you see it, you'll see kind of how we've used it. I think they've used it really well. It doesn't look 
it doesn't look like the youth center at all anymore. Um, oh, even God. when you walk in, I don't know if you remember the big purple desk when you came mm, in, yep. the counter. Gone. That's gone. All that's <laughs> gone. It's been renovated. It, it's, it looks like a new place. Has the, I know you mentioned it being half virtual, half uh, being there. Mm-hmm. Um, is, was that before the pandemic already, or is that something that's new because of the pandemic? The no, virtual, we've the always pandemic. offered some virtual courses. Okay. Um, we like for students to be with us like at least half day and maybe do half day virtual. Um, but last year, I mean, you know, we had ah, roughly 100 virtual students, and now to have 350 virtual students. So that has just yeah, gosh. increased significantly. So, what do, you, do you see that changing very much in the future? I mean, I, we're talking about how, yeah, hopefully students will be there but you know uh, maybe some people are growing used to this idea um what, what do you see it being like well they may have grown used to it but we're going to be a lot more strict next year um especially if things continue to go well in our state um, our district has decided that we'll only offer five days on camp on site or virtual and with mm-hmm. the virtual program we'll have expectations you must meet mm-hmm. um, and we'll be very strict about them mm-hmm. so students who did nothing this year in virtual will not be allowed to continue in virtual this next year. Yeah. So, because we don't want to set someone up for a second year of getting behind, because that's really what's happening. It's, you know, another year of not being on track. Yeah. So you sound like you're really busy. I mean, besides like being the principal of the Archer Learning Center, like I said at the beginning, you're also the uh, president of the NAACP. That's NWA, right. NWA, NWA, NAACP. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a, tongue, it's a tongue twister for me. No, I still uh, get twisted on it, too, so it's okay. Yes. What are some of the responsibilities that you uh, that you have there? Because I think you just uh, started serving, was it January? It was January, yes. Oh, we sure. uh, we had our elections in January, and uh, Monique Jones, who I know you guys know, mm-hmm. um, she had served as the president previously, and, and just before her was John L. Cobert, who's yeah. the superintendent of Fayetteville Schools. So, I mean, I, I definitely have big shoes to fill uh, to come behind both of them. Um, but, no, um, I mean, the biggest thing is just really be a voice for our community for equity mm-hmm. and inclusion. Um, and so we meet uh, once a month. So we'd love for anybody listening to join us. Um, we meet every uh, second Monday of the month. And uh, at 7 o'clock, we're now meeting through Zoom. So it's really easy for people to come on board. Uh, You follow us on Instagram, we'll have all our announcements, there's links there and such, but uh, you know, we're working to, uh, you know, just really try to destroy any inequities that exist. So if someone has an issue out there, please contact the NAACP. If someone's mistreated you, we wanna help be your advocate. We wanna support. Um, We don't actually employ lawyers in our branch, but there's some access to attorneys through the state and through the national organization. Um, we have lots of connections in that way, and so we're able to really assist people with issues that they're having. Um, but we also want to educate. Um, you know, right now, um, if you go to our Instagram as well, we have a scholarship. We'd love for anyone listening to apply, anybody who's a high school senior or even a, col- a current college student. Um, and it's an essay contest. Uh, we've got about five or $6,000 to give out this year, so we're really excited about that. It'll end at the end of March. Um, we're uh, getting ready to do some education about health, uh, healthy living, and um, we now have a hotline where you can call if you've got some health issues or concerns, and uh, we are planning our first 5K, so we're pretty excited about that. We think that would be really great, especially for the minority community, um, and you guys know a lot of um, 
a lot of minority communities are not always health focused. And so mm -hmm. we're trying to just get that out there because we need them to be focused on it. The same way you guys were talking about the COVID vaccination. Yeah. Just eating right, living right, exercising. Um, we just want to encourage that as much as possible. So, yeah, the NAACP is very busy and um, we're always looking for ways to help. Uh, we've done a lot of uh, voter registration, too. And so and we'll continue that effort as well. So that's so cool. And what, what are some of the uh, what are some of the goals going back to the Archer Learning Center? Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the goals that you see maybe this year, next year uh, that you want to uh, reach for the Archer Learning Center? If you have anything in mind or any any plans or anything that you um, have thought of? <clears throat> well, the biggest thing is we've been trying to just rebrand ourselves. Um, you know, you mentioned slightly that, uh, you know, people kind of see Archer in one way or another. Um, mm -hmm. We've been working really hard to help people see that it's not for bad kids and our kids are not bad, that it truly is just an opportunity for people who have different needs. And yeah. so that's kind of the message we're trying to get out there. Um, we need people to know our names. Um, we've changed some things like by, uh, we actually have school colors and a mascot with aviators mm -hmm. now. And so, oh, nice. you know, so we've we've tried to do some things to just establish ourselves. And so that's a definitely a big focus. <clears throat> we also want to um, look for ways to provide more internships for students. Nice. So a lot of our students um, will enter directly into the workforce. Um, we got to visit with the Chamber of Commerce last year and talk about how could we help prepare our students for the workforce. And so that's something that we're working on big time. So if anybody has opportunities that might be beneficial for high school graduates that can enter right into the workforce, we'd love to partner with them. Yeah, there you go. Shout out to anybody that that's you looking heard. for for some really quality interns. Uh, is there any kind of is there like a focus on the type of work that the students may be going into, or is it just any field of interest? It's been any field of interest. I know we um, we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of success working with uh, Multicraft, and mm -hmm. uh, we did some work with uh, a Milestone Construction, and so we've we've had a couple partnerships through through the years. Um, even Springdale Schools has helped us by putting some students through their maintenance department. And so I think uh, we're very open-minded when it comes to what opportunities exist out there. But a lot of our students are inter interested in the medical field, mm -hmm. um, interestingly enough. And, um, you know, whether it be like a, uh, um, a certified nursing assistant or all the way up through a nurse or something of that sort. And so we, we definitely are looking for those opportunities, too. Nice. Well, Dr. Davis, thank you once again for joining us. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you being here. I know we've been trying to schedule a time within the past two weeks, yeah. so I'm glad you're here. And just to kind of talk about, you know, the Archer Learning Center, I think it's a really special place with special people and just getting that getting that out there. You know, I think more people need to learn about the center. And, and so definitely reach out, and uh, we'll have this episode up. For those that are listening on the radio, it will be available tomorrow morning. Um, so please listen, share, and uh, we hope to invite you within the next few months again so you can kind of give us an update as to what's going on in the school Perfect. and uh, what way this community can support you all and your work. But thank you for all that you're doing. We are uh, really appreciative not only at Archer Learning Center, but also uh, for the NAA, no, NWA, NAACP. There it is. And, uh, <laughs> and that's the end of the episode this week. We'll be back next week. This was episode 86. See you all next week. Peace.